That sound you just heard was rain. You probably know it, but have you ever heard of acid rain? No, it's not a thing from a comic book. It's a thing that happens in real life. Hi, my name is Mater Rapuri, and today I will be talking about acid deposition. Acid rain is a form of acid deposition. It can come in forms of rain, snow, fog, hail, basically all forms of precipitation. The types of acidic precipitation I just described are all examples of wet deposition. There's also a thing called dry deposition. Dry deposition is when gases and dust particles become acidic. At this point, you might be wondering what acid deposition is and how it's made. Acid deposition occurs when chemicals such as sulfur dioxide and nitrogen dioxide get emitted into the atmosphere. These chemicals react with water, oxygen, or other chemicals to create with acid deposition. The place where acid deposition is created isn't necessarily the place it will fall. These acidic pollutants can be pushed around by things like wind, and acid deposition can travel hundreds of miles. Now you know a little bit about acid deposition. Join me in future episodes to go in-depth about the causes and effects of acid deposition and ways to stop it from becoming a problem. We'll also be featuring information from an expert, Dr. Driscoll, a professor at Syracuse University, and I'll be answering questions from listeners like you. Thank you for listening to this podcast, and I hope to see you soon. today's episode of my podcast. In this episode, I will be discussing the causes of acid rain. Diving right in on today's topic, I would separate the causes of acid deposition into natural causes and human causes. Can you take a guess on who's had more of an impact on causing acid rain? Well, if you guess natural causes, then you're completely wrong. Humans are the primary cause of acid rain, and in my opinion, we are not doing much good for our planet. It provides so much for us, and in return, we're causing so much damage. Acid rain was first recognized in the 1960s, but it started to become more of a widespread problem in the 1970s. By the 80s, it became a household name. When I was doing my research, I found it amusing how almost every single article and website that talked about the causes of acid deposition explicitly states that humans are the major cause of acid deposition. You might be wondering how humans cause acid deposition from how much I've been talking about it. Well, today's your lucky day because I have the answer. I'll give you two words. Fossil fuels. Burning coal, smoke from factories, and exhaust from automobiles are all human-caused things which contribute to the creation of acid rain. Chemicals that were emitted from the usage of fossil fuels, such as sulfur dioxide and nitrogen dioxide, as you already know from my introduction episode, these chemicals react with water and oxygen molecules to create airborne sulfuric and nitric acid, thus creating acid deposition. I know I only mentioned three ways to create, like, the chemicals from uh, human causes, but trust me, there are so many other ways to produce these chemicals. Fun fact, acids are much stronger and more dangerous and are often introduced by human activities. Cities like Los Angeles, California, and any other densely populated and major cities are huge producers of the chemicals that cause acid rain, and it's not helping if the disposition is and in, like, is fog or, like, cloud form. But like, Here is Dr. Do you think Driscoll dry or wet disposition has a higher acid content, or, like, are they about the same? Dry or wet deposition? Mm-hmm. 
Um, generally, uh, the one that has the highest is like cloud and fog deposition. So there are very, you know, if you ever go hiking in high elevations, you, you might be in, intercept the cloud and the clouds have very fine particles that are very effective at scavenging acids out of the atmosphere. So the concentrations of acids in cloud water and fog water can be about 10 times greater than in regular rain. So particularly very, very fine raindrops are really uh, very effective in scavenging out, um, scavenging out acid from the atmosphere. Although not as frequent, the creation of acid rain can be due to Mother Earth herself. When acid deposition is caused by nature, it can be the result of various things such as volcanoes, forest fires, decaying vegetation, dust storms, and a ton of other things. Like human-caused acid deposition, chemicals such as nitrogen dioxide and sulfur dioxide are emitted from nature. I hope you had some fun learning about the causes of acid rain. I have some questions from listeners of this podcast, so now I'm going to go ahead and answer them, and maybe it'll even give you some more insight on the causes of acid rain. Hi, my name is Elliot Lewis, and I'm from Dallas, Texas. I know that you mentioned nitric acid and sulfuric acid were some of the few chemicals that are in acid rain. Do you know any more? Yes, you are right. There are a lot of other chemicals contained in acid deposition. One that I can name right off the bat is aluminum. I will be talking a lot more about aluminum in my next episode where I go in depth about the effects of acid rain. Hello, I'm Braden and I live in the Dallas area. What pH does the wet acid deposition have to be so it can be classified as wet deposition? That is a very good question. For our listeners who don't know what pH means, I will explain what that is in the next episode. But to answer your question, scientists usually define acid precipitation as any form of precipitation with a pH of less than 5.6. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope to see you soon listening to my next episode in which I discuss the effects of acid deposition. start? Well, to simplify all the damage it causes, I would say it negatively affects on marine life, animals, and the environment, humans, and man-made structures. And when I said negatively, I mean an extreme emphasis on negative. At this point, I just don't know what it doesn't affect. So I'm just going to jump right in into how it affects marine life by starting off with fish. Fish are very sensitive to the pH of the water. What is the pH the voice inside your head is probably asking right now? Well, to answer that question, pH is the scale of how acidic something is. The lower something is on the pH scale, the more acidic it is. The higher it is, the more alkaline it is. So back onto fish. As I was saying before, they are very particular about the pH of water they swim in. When acid rain falls into lakes or other bodies of water, the the pH will get lower, aka it'll get more acidic. And when the pH lowers, their eggs may not survive and sometimes the fish may not survive themselves. This can lead to more damage. The food chain will get disrupted, that certain species will possibly get endangered or even worse, extinct. Not only is acid rain harming the fish, it can harm us too. And if so, how harmful is it to our health? Here's Dr. Driscoll giving an explanation on how acid rain affects humans. I didn't find many things on like how acid rain affects humans. Would you happen to know any or 
Well, it sort of does because it, it's not directly called acid rain, but the, the components of acid rain, sulfur dioxide, nitrogen oxides, when they uh, go out into the atmosphere, they will form sulfate and nitrate particles. And those particles are a very large part of fine particulate matter, which is the primary cause of you know, respiratory problems, premature heart attacks, the things we talked about at the beginning of the conversation. So it's the same, it's the same air pollutant, it's the same mechanism. And also nitrogen oxide will react with sunlight to produce ozone. And ozone can also result in respiratory problems, premature heart attacks. It can also damage crops, damage trees, things like that. So it's all sort of one soup that we, you know, that we have in our atmosphere that we uh, that we breathe in. And so if the acids deposit in soils, they act as acids, but they can also, um, you know, form particles that get into our lungs and it's the same air pollutants. He made some excellent points. I mean, after all, he is an expert. I would also like to add some things which I found in my research. It can cause problems for the eye and asthma, and on the harsher end, it can cause premature death. At this point, things are looking extremely grim, but since I don't have anything positive to say, why don't we talk about the damages to man-made structures? Many historic buildings and structures were damaged by acid rain. You may recognize an important landmark that has been affected by acid rain. It's in Italy, and it was used as an amphitheater. Spoiler alert it's the coliseum acid rain can erode away small details but eventually these can add up and when they add up they need to be restored which costs money i don't have a definite amount overall but all i can say is that they cost a lot of money uh being spent to fix the damages made from acid rain on man-made structures now time for the question of doom which one gets affected the most here's dr o'driscoll giving an explanation on what gets affected the most from acid rain or what do you think that what is mostly getting affected by acid rain like things like uh like man-made structures or like forest water like wildlife stuff like that yeah all of the above so uh certainly um acids will cause deterioration of buildings and structures um acid rain and coming into sensitive areas uh particularly in the eastern u.s um, particularly in high elevation areas, the soils tend to be more sensitive and the acid rain inputs are highest at highest elevations. And they strip the nutrients from soil that will cause problems on trees. Uh, so there's a number of tree species that, are, that have been heavily impacted. And because soils are formed over such long periods of time, it's not coming back anytime soon. So that is a, you know, that's almost an irreversible problem. And then it influences the water that drains through the soil. So it can impact water quality and fish and, and birds that uh, interact with stream systems are impacted. So it can have pretty widespread, pretty widespread consequences. Yeah. You heard it, folks. It's soil. Now to the segment where the listeners ask some questions. Hello, my name is Braley and I live in Dallas. I was just wondering what would happen if acid rain got onto my car and how bad would the damage be? 
Don't worry, the damage on your car wouldn't be too bad, but that's not saying there won't be any damage. Acid rain chemicals react with paint to form sulfuric and nitric acids, which can cause clear coat finishes to degrade in quality. The same thing can happen to car wax, polish, and any other paint care products. It can degrade $1,000 off your car value. You might think that's a lot of money and your car may be unusable at that point, but just think of how expensive cars are, and the damage also depends on the quality of the paint you have. Hello, I'm Maggie and I live in Dallas, Texas. In the episode about the causes of acid deposition, you said that you were going to talk about the aluminum and its effects on things. So do you want to tell us about it? Yes, I was getting to that. Aluminum is extremely harmful for the environment. When aluminum gets exposed to trees, it can remove nutrients and minerals out and it'll make it harder for the trees to absorb water again, which can end up killing the trees, which has a deeper effect than you think. You and I both know how important trees are and when they get killed that's just not good at all thank you for tuning in on this episode join me in my next episode or my final episode where i talk about the ways to fix acid rain and to stop it from becoming a problem again final episode of my podcast and congratulations and thank you so much for taking the time to listen to my episodes you've heard the causes and effects of acid deposition and as you should already know by now uh, it was a huge problem in the 70s but is it still a threat today do you think that acid rain is still um, a threat for today and the future well i guess it depends on your perspective it's much much better than it used to be so i I started studying acid rain when I was, well, a little bit older than you, but quite a few years ago, back in the 70s, and it was quite bad and it caused a lot of damage and it's much, much better now. But it's certainly still a problem in some areas of the U.S. and um, and certainly in other parts of the world, it's, uh, it's a problem. So I guess uh, sort of a, uh, you know, qualified uh qualified yes i guess it is still a problem but we've come a long way certainly in the eastern u.s we have as he said it's not as huge but is it still a problem now you may be asking yourself how do we fix it but but do you know any ways that we can like prevent acid uh, disposition from becoming a problem again like it was in the 70s yeah well hopefully in the u.s things are set up so it won't be this way Although it's interesting you ask that question because there's a related problem dealing with mercury. Now, I know we're talking about acid rain, but mercury, a lot of mercury in the U.S. comes from the same source, from mostly from uh, coal-fired power plants. And uh, in the last administration, there was a rollback of uh, a rule to control mercury. So that's one thing I'm particularly interested in to see if power plants decided not to control for mercury, could mercury emissions go go back up and be be problematic? So I think it's really unlikely for, uh, for acid rain because the health benefits are so clear and there have been so many uh, lives saved and, you know, people who have respiratory problems or asthmatics, they're... Uh, much you know less stressed than they were back in the 70s 80s so and it, it's so many people we're talking about 100 to 200,000 people a year that are impacted severely in terms of poor air quality I can't 
I can't imagine that we want to go back to the bad old days, but certainly in other countries, India, China, uh, other other countries have more severe air problems and certainly it's it's a it's a big problem for those those areas uh you know today and and probably going forward in the near term you might be feeling as if there's nothing we can do about acid rain but fear not because dr driscoll has the answer for that too do you know any like specific ways that like i can't really do much to like stop it like i don't have any say on what the power plants do or anything but is there anything small that like me and like many other people could do just to like stop or prevent it from happening again well i think you know you underestimate your ability maybe as an individual you can't do too much but if like all the kids in the u.s got together and worked as a as a group you could have a huge impact so i mean anytime you turn on a light right or ride in a car anytime you use fossil fuels you're potentially impacting air quality. So I think that a big thing we could do is just save energy. That would be that would be huge. Another thing we could do is we could eat less meat. So meat is very energy intensive. And so if we had more, maybe we don't have to be completely a vegetarian, but if we reduced our meat consumption, uh, that would actually translate to improved air quality. Um, so, you know, lots of things like that, riding bicycles. But then I think, you know, uh, there are a lot of young people who are becoming advocates and, uh, and pressuring young or pressuring older people to really electrify our economy. And there would be tremendous benefits job creation, improved health, not, to, not the least of which would be improving climate change. So if we could apply pressure on, um, you know, on our leaders and our parents to, uh, to, you know, reduce coal-fired power plants, have more solar, more wind, uh, electrical cars, putting in charging stations, um, there would be tremendous benefits, and uh, you young folks could have a lot. You could apply a lot of pressure. I think you don't understand your influence. You could have a tremendous amount of uh, of influence. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, we have like social media, and that can bring influence and like awareness of these problems. I hope you had a fun time learning about the causes, effects, and ways to fix acid deposition as much as I did talking about it. I know I already said this, but thank you so much just for spending your valuable time just to listen to my podcast.